Hey everyone, this is Sam, better known as That Girl with the Curls, and I'm recording this just to kind of give you a heads up that the first 14 episodes are essentially, they were previously recorded for the website Word of the Nerd that I used to write for. And as I am no longer a writer for that website, I decided to take my podcast with me uh, to my own website, The Maniacal Geek, and uh, use this as my forum for interviewing people and whatnot and saying things that I want to say, which, you know, hopefully this introduction is getting that across. If not, I apologize. So uh, you will hear this on every recording for the first 14. After that, there will be different recordings, uh, just kind of, you know, intros, basically, to whomever's on the podcast. So if you're hearing this for the umpteenth time, please skip ahead. Uh, if not, uh, just enjoy the rest of the show, and I hope you keep listening and come back for more. All right, thank you so much, and uh, have fun with this episode. Can you hear us? I can. Excellent. Excellent. Will it continue this way? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'll give it like two minutes and they'll probably hate me for life. <laughs> I also see Kyle Higgins is on Skype as well. <laughs> oh my. I should be like, hey, we're going to talk about ECC. <laughs> we'll talk about, <laughs> <laughs> talk about Nightwing on ECC. <laughs> but actually, yeah, I got his... um cowl poster this for the new comic. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Got it on my wall at work so people can look at it and be like, what is that? Like, well, let me tell you a story <laughs> about Kyle Higgins. You might, you might want to sit down for this one. <laughs> <laughs> First, there was a man called Nightwing. Do you want to have to go, you have to go to the washroom? Because this is going to be... <laughs> This is going to be until lunch, okay? So I once did that with a uh, – so James and I, I have uh, – we have a mutual friend, Tiffany, and uh, I once talked to her for half an hour about Cyclops because she asked me a question. <laughs> like, she's like, Sam, what's the Cyclops guy all about? And I was like, okay, sit down and tell me when to stop. <laughs> Where do you want me to start? Like what year? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, she was like, just just start going. I was like, I started from the beginning. I was like, okay, so in order to know this, you need to know this. And then, and okay, so it took me a half an hour to explain, like, roughly Cyclops as a character. Oh, my God, especially now? Ugh. I know. Oh, just, I'll just take 90 Cyclops. That would be super easy to explain. Well, Greg Ruck is going to be writing a, a Cyclops, like, solo comic with his dad, Corsair. So it's like, yeah! That would be pretty awesome, not going to lie. Space pirate! Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, space pirate. They're like pirates, but in space! Like Titan AE, but with real characters. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that That's movie. <laughs> Don Bluth before he really went off the rails. <laughs> They're making a sequel to Goonies. Oh, for fuck. Dang. I know. I'm like, wait, is it gonna be like the old characters, like who they are now, like, or <laughs> yeah. is it gonna be like exactly that recast? What? Yeah, I I heard it was just like the next generation. So who knows? Like Corey Feldman and Sean Astin. Well, could show as long up. as there is, uh, what's his name, Gadget. Oh, short round. Yeah, but in Goonies, his name <laughs> yeah. is Data. 
day. <laughs> if he's not, like, if there's a kid who doesn't represent that guy, I'm going to be pissed. Is he also going to do the stereotypical accent and have invention? Absolutely, yes. Needs <laughs> to be, like, Data Jr. Oh, God. Megabyte, or, like, <laughs> get really specific. Oh, my God. Kilobyte, come over here. Dodecahedron. <laughs> I don't even know oh, what that would be. That's one of my favorite words. Like I love the word dodecahedron. I love the word um, doppelganger. Like just being able to say it like a schadenfreude. <laughs> like if James Lipton was ever to be like, Samantha, what is your favorite word? <laughs> like, oh, James, there's just so many. <laughs> Oh, so uh, I think we all have things we do need to do. So this will probably just end up being like a, a nice conversational recap of ECC from a first timer and a seasoned veteran. I have, I have no life. I have. I don't have things to do. What are you talking about? Oh well, I have a review. I still have to write. I was, I was gonna say. I mean, Brian probably wants me to, you know, write something, but you know, <laughs> I have to read every article on BuzzFeed and do all the quizzes. So. Uh... <laughs> Very busy, very busy. <laughs> I have to examine uh, uh, Peter Panzerfast. I so. love Peter Panzerfast. You gotta go deep. <laughs> Represent Canadians everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna email Curtis J. Weeby and um, Rock Up Church and Tyler Jenkins. I think the next couple of days and see about getting them first for a do like a big old thing with the three of them since Weeby is like the tie-in. So. Yeah. I would love to sit down with Weeby and Peter Panzerfest is amazing. I love reading that book. Yep. This this issue is really good. And... I haven't caught up. I'm just like, oh, what? Kate, okay, when's Batman Eternal? When the hell does that start coming out? I think tomorrow. What is that? Uh, it, explain this to me. I haven't heard of that. It's uh, going to be a weekly Batman comic, basically. Very descriptive. <laughs> Very. <laughs> all I know is it's like the after it's well as forever evil hasn't even ended yet it's supposed to be in the aftermath of forever evil yeah when's forever evil ending I think they pushed it back to May or oh my god I'm waiting for like the next issue like freaking walking dead is coming out bi-weekly now for some reason it is yeah I don't know why for... but it's just like every other week a new walking dead issues out I'm like okay how many more it, people are dying? Like, What's happening? Why is there so many? <laughs> We're going to war again. Yes. Oh no, that's been the, the ongoing subtitle for the past like eighteen issues. Is like all out war. <laughs> well, then just at the end of with this season, where you're just like, oh man, intense. Ah, <laughs> Rick, finally, someone we can respect. <laughs> Rick. You don't make bad choices anymore. Now you just make bad choices and murder people. It's so much better. Woohoo! <laughs> Moral ambiguity. <laughs> you got the uh, inner demons there. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, even even though I know it comes from the comic, when he bit the the guy's neck, I was just like, oh shit! Shit <laughs> just got real. What happened? Oh my god! That fictional character totally tore the throat out of that other fictional character. If you watch that, though, when it goes to Carl and it, like, goes into his, like, eye, like, the, mm -hmm. that's just, like, a, like representation because, like, Carl's, like, yeah, Carl's badass. Yeah, Carl's <laughs> But badass. I hate him with every... 
You still hate Carl? Yeah, I still hate Carl. He's he annoys me. He's trying. I know, so hard, and that's what's making me so angry. I was like, relax, boy. Zombie apocalypse, okay? You got nothing to prove out here. He's <laughs> good. You stay alive, you are doing better than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to be not proud of you. So you don't need to be so hard. Your dad's trying, man. You're all trying. And yeah. like when that baby shows up, it's going to like, oh, my God, those tear ducts, the flood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whenever Tyrese and Carol show up to be all badass with a baby. My theory, and this is just my theory for next uh-huh. next like um, season premiere, it's going to be Tyrese and Carol getting to the camp because they hear gunfire when this whole thing is going down. And they start watching and they help break them out. More than likely. That's like I mean, how it's... I think it's going to go down. <laughs> well, it's either that or Beth suddenly shows up for some reason. <laughs> I think Beth is like, been eaten. <laughs> That's what everyone keeps saying, but it's like, it, it's kind of like with, um, was it Game of Thrones? It's like, if you don't see a person die or read about a person die, odds are they could come back. Yeah, but I wouldn't care if she did or not. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I wasn't too enamored with that, the one episode with Daryl, but I I like that they did slow things down a little bit, you know, so you could get to know the characters more or uh, or see what their the dynamics are when they're a little bit um, different and separated. What bigger dynamic do you need from Daryl? He's a badass with a crossbow. That's But he has an emotional center oh, that needs to be jealous. I just want to see him shoot things in the face. And you get plenty of it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Rick called him brother, though, and I was like, yes, he's part of the family. He can't die now. Bromance. <laughs> can't die. He's Rick's brother now. Can't die. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Like, part of the Grimes family. Oh, no, Lori. Well, she only married in. <laughs> yeah, but Lori, Lori deserved that. Oh, she didn't deserve that. But... <laughs> no. The thing is, I actually liked Lori in the comics. I thought she was better written in the comics. I know. Lori like, outside the comics was annoying. Yeah, because in the comic, like, you understood, like, they also made the thing with Shane a one-time thing. It wasn't like they were continuing a relationship. Shane was in it for, like, 20 seconds. <laughs> I yeah, know. I mean, like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> but the whole the whole relationship between the two of them was, like, a moment of comfort, and then Shane took it too far because he thought it meant more, but she didn't. Yeah. And then Rick shows up, and it's like, I'm the alpha male. <laughs> Alpha male powers activate. Ah, form of brooding. Ah! Attitude. <laughs> oh, Batman. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so what happened at ECC this time, guys? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you, yeah. Let's start this off a little bit more formally then. <laughs> okay, James. So what we'll do is like five seconds of silence, and then I'll. Uh, Sean, do you want to start up? Or you want me to introduce it? Uh, you can introduce it. I'm just going to ask random questions. I wasn't there. Okay. I'm just going like, to uh, interject with, like, you know, random factoids. <laughs> yay! Interjection. Still excitement and emotion. Um, Feeling's not as strong. <laughs> <laughs> yay! <laughs> oh, it's so good. I miss it. Um, okay. <laughs> so we'll do five seconds of silence. Why are not including this in the free podcast? Okay, fine, then we'll just send the whole thing off to JP. Let's just start. <laughs> I don't care. JP can figure this one out. conversations. <laughs> well, let's start. it's only been going for 15 minutes now, so we're good. <laughs> there you go. So, yes, Sean, ask away. Oh, I'm just supposed to ask questions? So, 
why don't you tell people what ECCC is? ECCC? It, yeah, it's E and then three Cs. It should be EC to the third power, basically. EC, EC cubed? EC cubed, yes. That's what we should be referring All right. to. So, guys, where is EC cubed? Tell the, tell the viewers or the listeners, rather. Well, Sean. EC Cubed is actually, uh, it's Emerald City Comic Con, and uh, it is in Seattle, Washington, at, at the Washington State Convention Center, which is really super awesome. And it's the, basically, it's like the second most, um, guys, like the second biggest event that takes place in Seattle after uh, Penny Arcade Expo, so PAX. And I think it was, what I saw was like estimated like 70,000 people showed up this year so it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) and this is probably what this is my fifth or sixth year going and james how many have you been to one one (laughs) the loneliest number (laughs) that you'll ever do i hear (laughs) although i do hear that two can be as bad as one yeah but the loneliest number is the number one Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, James. I just interrupt this three dog night. Let's just throw song lyrics in to interject into the conversation. Okay, James, how did you enjoy EC Cubed? Uh I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was definitely exhausting. Um, I think I felt equally exhausted in the like three days that we were there as much as I was like the four days I went to Penny Arcade Expo last year, and so. Uh, yeah, it was it was unique. <laughs> yeah, it definitely like even even for as many times as I've gone, like, and this was the first year that they did three full days because normally on Friday they'll do um they would do a late start, so it would be like two o'clock in the afternoon they'd open the doors. This is the first year that they did all three days starting at ten o'clock in the morning, going till about five to seven. Or whatever, and then they would have after-hours gaming sessions going on at the Seattle Sheridan, which was just like a quick walk down the street, or in the convention center. So, and those were going on until midnight. Uh, so this was, yeah, as a seasoned veteran, I can even say I was exhausted very, very early on. <laughs> like, oh man, one like, giant convention center, or is it like different buildings? Yeah, they kind of split it up. Yeah, well, it's 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 all one giant convention center. Um, so they have the convention center, and then they have like the conference center, but they're connected by a sky bridge. Uh, so you can walk the whole building if you know which escalator to go down. <laughs> and uh, and then, like I said, the the Sheridan's just like a quick walk, um, like uh, south towards the water. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was the first year that they actually had to separate the gaming. Um, exhibition from the rest of the con so that they could have enough room for it Uh, because everything's like I said it's just growing like this is year 12 I believe 12th year something like that and it's just like it's just growing like the amount of vendors the amount of artists and creators that are showing up now media guests it's just it's 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 huge now it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) all right I think we've uh, covered that. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Well, and it was funny because, like, we were staying at the Sheraton, and um, I was all, like, cranked because, like, I, I do like my comics, 
but I'm so like video games oriented. And so like I read it, it as like gaming center and I was like, Ooh shit, I'm gonna go get my game on. Yeah. So like I march over there and like I went up and it's just like all tabletop gaming, all like Magic the Gathering and all of the stuff that I don't play. And I was just like, but do you have Pac-Man? Like just a Pac-Man arcade, maybe? <laughs> and they're like, no, you can go get it, go over to GameWorks though. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some RPGing? No. Yeah, I had that. Too. I don't want to create a character. I, yeah, I went to uh, Dragon Con with some of the people from More of the Nerd. I think it was two years back. Not last yeah. year, the year before. And yeah, it was very different because in. I'm in Canada, and you guys are in the States, so it's a very different kind of experience going there. But they had a game center, and I thought it was video games. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the same thing happened to me. It was just like, oh, this isn't a video game. There was five video games. I was like, well, I don't want to play those. <laughs> I don't I want to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's the classic what? arcade machines? Bring those out. Like, Mortal Kombat! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I just start singing it in the middle of the... Yeah, and they're like, sir, you have to leave. That's not going to get it here, sir. Are you sure? <laughs> give, me, like, give me a pinball machine. Anything, sir, please. So what was your favorite... Um, who was your favorite guest Ooh. that you wanted to see? And who were you surprised with? Oh, good question, Sean. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Sean is an excellent question right? asker. <laughs> I know. Just coming up no. the top of my head too. I think <laughs> if I like wrote some of these down. <laughs> oh my God! It's like he was typing it as we were talking about other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's, I mean, honestly, there were a lot of people I was excited to see because when when you write for the the site, you start interacting with them a lot on Twitter. <laughs> So there were tons of people that I was just like, oh, my God, I have to go and meet them in person now. And this is awesome. So getting to meet um, Curtis J. Weeby and Rock Up Church and Tyler Jenkins actually was exciting for me because I absolutely adore Peter Panzerfest and I love Rat Queens like so much. It's one of my favorite new comics and uh, just you just get that those you know butterflies where you're just like I don't know how to talk to you like a real person right now <laughs> um but they're all they were all super sweet and complimentary and they all recognized me by my hair <laughs> that's uh, how i recognized i know okay so i was in line uh to see jock who also i was really excited about cuz anybody who's a big comic book fan knows that jock is one of like the He's a rarity in the States. He doesn't often come to uh, state conventions because he's over in England. Uh, so I was in line to meet Jock. And then James comes up with his wife, uh, Christine. And he's just like, you were like, hey, it's a Sam or something like, something along those lines. And I just had this moment where we're like, okay. I was like, hi. <laughs> she did. She totally played along with it. I was just like, it's Sam. And she's just like, Hi. I was like, how's it going? And she just, like, goes with the conversation. And I'm like, this is my wife, Christine. And she's like, okay. And then, like, suddenly the pieces, like, click together. And she goes, you're James. And I was just like, you had no idea. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and then I remembered you had a wife named Christine. 
And then the puzzle created itself. <laughs> my wife is always my saving grace. <laughs> See, my hair is mine. Yeah, and uh, I can attest to that because I caught you on film. He did, yes. I make a very brief cameo appearance. In a, in a documentary called I Know That Voice, which is just about voice actors. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to uh, Hartnell? Uh, I'm at, yeah, I'm at Jess Harnell's Hartnell, uh, table. Yeah, and they're, it's just a really quick blink and you'll miss it practically because uh, they were filming at ECC. Yeah, See. and I was just like, wait a second. And I paused it and slow-moed it backwards. It was like... <laughs> I took a picture of it and sent it down. I'm like, why the hell are you on my TV screen? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, what the hell's going on? I sent the picture. I was like, I caught you. <laughs> it's like, where's Waldo? Other- it, yeah, yeah, it's your hair. I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know that. I'm not even kidding. It's just like every person, like pretty much everyone I went up to who I had, had done a review for a comic before had any kind of conversation with on Twitter when I was just like, I'm Sam from the nerd. And they're like, Oh yeah. And they kind of like indicate that the hair was white. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> was like, hey. <laughs> when I was wearing my glasses too, that I need for like, um, especially in places with lots of like halogen lights and everything, it kind of throws my vision off. Yeah. And so I take the glasses off and I think then it would hit them as well because in my pictures, I, I never have my glasses. <laughs> so I think the Clark Kent thing is real. Yeah. Right. It might be. There's something to it, man. <laughs> I actually grew a beard, and now I am disguised from everyone. And, yeah, that's the thing. So my, my uncle, the first time he ever shaved his beard off, I had never seen him without a beard. Did not recognize him. <laughs> Almost was like, who are you? Who is the scary person? You yeah. have my uncle's eyes. What did you do with the rest of him? <laughs> nope, I can attest to that. That happens to me all the time. We'll be like, hey, and they'll be like, uh, and I was like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, hey, like, yeah, there you go. Look, yeah, no, I, I gotta say, I think out of the, out of the panels, I really, I was mad. I was so mad because I really wanted to go to Carl Urban's panel, um, because I have a giant man crush on Carl Urban. Um, like, I have a lady crush, <laughs> which is appropriate. So. Um, well, and it was like, like. I was sold on Carl Urban, not with Star Trek and not with any of the other roles he's done. Like, I really liked all of his other roles, but I was just like, yeah, eh, whatever. Like, it, like Cupid and Xena? Yeah, it was, it was fucking dread. Like, it was dread. He was just mm. so perfect. And so, like, uh, so I wanted to go to his panel. and We ended up getting tickets to a show. Um, and at the time that we bought the tickets, that was like the only hour it was available. And I didn't know Carl Urban was going to be there at that time. So like buy the tickets and we're like, yeah. And then like a week later, they put up the like list of events and they're like, bam, 6 p.m. Carl Urban. And I was like, fuck you, Comic-Con. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Comic-Con. No, <laughs> it's so perfect. And so, well, and then the killer is we go to the show. And we get there, and there, and then we find out that they had sold out for Paul and Storm with the first show, and so they decided to just do a second show too at like ten o'clock. And I was like, "You son of a bitch! Why? I could have been watching Carl Urban and watching Dread with Carl Urban. Why is this not happening?" 
Oh, so was was Carl Urban doing like the the Cinerama was doing the um the film? Yeah. So at like it was I think it was at like six o'clock. It is six, yeah six o'clock. Uh, they were doing um, ECC presents or no? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, so one of the events that, um, Emerald City was doing was a film series event. So it was the media guests would show up for a Q and A uh, for a film that they were well known for. Yeah. Uh, so Carl Urban was there for Dread. Um, Carrie Elwes, before he had to cancel his uh, appearance, was going to do Princess Bride, and I think they just showed it at an earlier time at a discount or something like that. Here, come watch our movie, because he's not here. Yeah, exactly. But it's the Princess Bride. Who's not going to go and watch the Princess Bride? That's true. Exactly. See? Right there. Power of the Princess Bride. <laughs> um, and then I think, I like, Alan Tudyk. I future wife at a Princess Bride viewing, to be honest. Because you know they're you awesome. Would? Oh yeah, I I I think I wrote a thing on my blog how the Princess Bride is like the perfect movie, like it's a. Uh, hmm? It's true. It is. It's got everything for everybody. The, just as the does. grandpa tells him, it's it's got sword fighting, it's got love, it's got adventure, like it's got Humor. everything. You can quote that movie to within an inch of its life. <laughs> it's like Inigo Montoya. Uh, I'm I'm saying if. If they got Mandy Patinkin at some point, like I would, I would die, wait in line for three hours to see him, and be like, "Say the line, just say the line." Die and then go wait in line. <laughs> yes, my ghost would haunt the line because it'd be so easy to get in the front because I could just like pass through because I'm non-corporeal now. Just like and that's I, how that I works. would die and then wait in line for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since time is relative to a ghost, I guess I wouldn't have to wait for three hours. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Uh, So, yeah, there was a a bunch of films going on uh, after hours uh, so that people could attend the con and then watch a movie and then have a and a with one or more of the stars and creators or whatever of the the movie. So angry. Um, I really enjoyed – so I got to – so Kelly Sue DeConnick – her husband, Matt Fraction, and then uh, Fraction's artist on Sex Criminals, uh, Chip Zdarsky. Huh? No, nope, that was just me opening a can. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> you were like, Bleh. Sex I'm not trying to whisper anything. So they were all in the same row. And, uh, and G. Willow Wilson was actually right next to um, uh, Kelly as, as well. So, and that was in the aisle that was the most traffic- packed i mean it was like you could not move more than a couple of inches without running into someone in a costume that was trying to poke your eye out or something uh but uh i got to meet kelly sue again who we've uh previously interviewed on the word of the nerd podcast which you can find at word of the nerd online.com 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 uh you'll get used to that james <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, because we haven't done an actual introduction to this, this is James' first podcast. Oh, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know this was your first podcast. I know. Apophagus podcast, Jerry. Mm, so good. Well, <laughs> welcome to a podcast. Yeah, well, and it's great because uh, this is a nice introduction because uh, myself and one of the other writers uh, for the gaming column on Word of the Nerd is, uh, we're looking at doing a gamers podcast so um hopefully we can look forward to that in the future if we figure out what the hell we're doing well yeah we, it was uh 
Gamer's Word was the podcast we used to run. Oh, that's genius, because today I was thinking about it, and I was like, we could call it the Gamer's Word. Yeah, that's what we we did. There's a couple episodes online you can go back to. Um, Started a while ago, just kind of fizzled out between Isn't that you and Jack or something like that? Me and Jake, one of our original writers, Jake Baldino, who's actually doing wonderful things now on um, YouTube. He's got his own um, video game channel. Um, uh, yeah, he was a co-host for, for me when we first started, and then he he left the site, and then it was Jack and uh, Rebecca mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people. I had, like, random people jump in on that, but yeah, Rotating I stopped cast doing it for a while, along with film fans. I miss film fans. Film fans is fun. <laughs> <laughs> we should really start that back up. We do. I mean, we do. We end up talking about movies anyway. So. It's so ridiculous. I don't know why. We were talking about Captain that. America before. The I even ball. got the freaking logo design for film fans. <laughs> oh, we have to pick it up again. I know, definitely. You can't let that just fizzle. I know. There's so many movies, and the summer's going to start up again. And ah, oh, Guardians God. is coming. Um, yeah, uh, many podcasts that come from more of the nerd online.com. Online.com. Uh, anyway. So, uh, in the line, Kelly Sue, Matt Fraction, Chip Zdarsky. And uh, Kelly Sue, it was uh, always a pleasure to talk to anyway. She remembered me, which was awesome, too. <laughs> like, when they remember you, you're just like, ah! oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and right before that, um, I had gotten an email uh, for the publisher, the editor uh, for this comic that I've been writing and have been in the like negotiation process with and everything. And I got the go ahead on it. You know, the, the second draft was like, okay, putting you in with an artist. I'm like, yay. And then I meet Kelly Sue and I tell her that and she's like, Oh, I'm, we were quoting you on the trade for pretty deadly. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like within five minutes, I got like, Two really great pieces of news. And my mom was standing next to me. Nice. I was like, Mom, read this email. Hear this news. Look at my accomplishments. This is my life. <laughs> I told you it would work. <laughs> exactly. You never doubted me and you never will ever again. So there, mother, <laughs> who has supported me and loved me through all my endeavors. <laughs> but, uh, and then... So I didn't get to talk to Matt Fraction all that much, but he and Chip Zdarsky, who do Sex Criminals, what they were doing for the uh, trades that had come out, which they sold out of them within, like, the first day, I think, like 400 copies sold out. Uh, so whenever Matt Fraction would get the uh, the trade, he would take a bottle of whiteout and then flick some of it onto the uh, onto the cover to make it look like a cum shot. <laughs> And then and then have Chip kind of do the same, or Chip would see it, and then he'd be like, that's just not right. And he'd take his own bottle and, like, change the how it looked or whatever. <laughs> it was so good. Classy dames. So classy. And, uh, and Chip was really funny because he was doing um, ink drawings for, like, 20 bucks of any character that you wanted. And it would take probably about... 10 minutes for him to do it so he'd sit there and just be doing the thing and he'd be talking to you and everyone who's surrounding you so you're just in this huge conversation with Chip Zdarsky and he's talking about like how he wanted uh, Jim Davis who draws Garfield to uh, like draw something for uh, 
sex criminals and talking about like walking around in a and I think in a Tigger suit or something like that at one point. <laughs> so it was just it was really fun like in that that little part of of Emerald City to just be like this is so cool. <laughs> it was one of many stories, many many, many stories. stories. <laughs> many stories. Um so well, there were, did anything surprise you this time? Were you, you know, Think, I don't know. Yeah, like, did anything surprise you? You know, because every time um, I go every year to the, the Fan Expo in Toronto, I always am surprised by certain things. Uh, you know, what? it continues to surprise me. Just, I mean, it's serious. Like how polite everyone is. I mean, it's really hard to phase people. I think at at Emerald City. I mean, you get impatient with how slow things move sometimes, but like everyone is just super friendly. Like, no one makes a fuss in line. No one is, like, ridiculously angry with anybody. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people going, like, I'm so happy to be where I am right now. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I, I don't know what it was over, like, in the gaming section or anything, but at least on the floor, on the main floor, it was just nonstop, like, it was, like, joy all over the place. And then you're watching, like, little kids run around in costumes and, Bigger kids running around in costumes and adults, adults. running around yeah. costumes. <laughs> <laughs> just costumes everywhere yeah. and uh and it's it's just really cool to see like the creativity of people in their cosplay and, and then getting to meet, you know, again the the people on the floor and you get to talk to new people or, you know, you know, just creators and writers and talk to them on a on a like a equal footing pretty much. So it's just that's just what always is great about Emerald City for me. Yeah. Uh, what about you, James? Um, I don't know. Like it was, it was so unique. Um, like the one thing that really did surprise me was um, so in fashion with my Carl Urban uh, bromance obsession, um, <laughs> I went and got uh, a picture with Carl Urban, um, and it was so funny because like all my friends were like, "You're gonna be like a little high school girl, and it's gonna be hilarious." Um, the funny thing is, is like, once we got in there, didn't have time to be a high school girl. There were so many people who showed up to get a photo with him that they were like, like in and out. Like there was no, there was no time. Like, cause I was going to be like, Hey, we can do this pose. But it was just like, bam, Carl Urban snap. What just happened? Go. And I was just like, wow. Hi. And so, um, but, Mr. Carl Urban. Hello. But before that, like, we're all sit like, you know, there's like, we, we got pretty forward in the line and we're all sitting there and like, I sat there for like an hour and a half. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm sitting at the back of the fucking line for this. Like <laughs> I want to get in and out. And so uh, we ended up in a pretty decent spot and like sitting there waiting. So uh, once he got there, he actually like came out and greeted all of the people that were there to get pictures, like came out and said, hi. And like the, uh, like all of us just went crazy he did wow. a run around lap and like did like high fives with people like all the way around like the inner like circle of like lines and shit and then he like went and then and then they were like pointing at him they're like go in there and he's like in this way okay all right and so he like goes and and then yeah and then like people filed through and i was like that's so awesome that he came out and like greeted the fan base like that like no other celebrity that was there 
um, even the other couple that probably had like huge show uh, turn ups for for pictures, like nobody did that, and it it was really nice. Like I was like, wow, like I really appreciate that as a fan. That's really cool. Like I I wish I had the patience to wait in the lines for the celebrities because it's like. I see them, I'm like, oh my god, I'm super excited this person's going to be there, but there's also that part of me that's like, I could be on the floor walking around finding something I didn't find before, um, instead of, I mean, because I don't know how long people were waiting around. Yeah. Uh, I was explaining this. too bad, like, on average, most people would show up, like, a half hour before picture time, um, mm-hmm. and, like, sit, and, and then stand there for, like, half an hour, and then, like, overall line time was pretty short. I mean, they had cranked I'd say, like, when I went and got photos with Stephen Amell, uh, they had probably cranked through that entire group of people 15 minutes, like, from the point where they oh, started wow. photos, like, bam, because it was just, like, you go in, you set your bags, like, on a on a table before you get in there, they move all your stuff down as, like, people start cycling through, and that's mm-hmm. all it is, like, you come in, like, maybe you shake their hand, and then, you know, photo, bam, and then you're out, and that's it, like, it's all of, like, Five seconds. Well-oiled machine. Yes, they've got this down to a. Science. How much uh, were you charged for the picture with Stephen? Stupid amounts of money. No, actually, uh, Stephen Amell wasn't too bad. Um, I think we paid. I think his photos were forty bucks. And the nice thing is, is like you could bring somebody with you. So like, if I if my wife had wanted a photo with him, which she doesn't watch Arrow, and I don't know why she doesn't because she's a blasphemer, but. Um, <laughs> blasphemer, <laughs> but but the nice thing is like it like his, I think his photos were like forty forty five bucks or something like that, and so um, I actually did not pay for that photo. A friend of mine did, um, and so like ultimately like if we had wanted to split the cost, like it only would have been like twenty bucks per each of us um, for for the photo. It was sixty Sweet. bucks for a photo and an autograph. Uh, yeah yeah that was the part that sucked is like i totally would have showed up to get like carl urban's autograph but yeah it was like another like 45 dollars, and i was just like for an autograph like are you kidding me like because like if it was like memorabilia like if i had like a dread helmet or something and like he signed it i'd be like this is gonna be worth something but like nobody wants to buy a photo of this knucklehead with carl urban like nobody's (laughs) gonna give a shit about that that's why no, when you ask, do is, when they ask you, oh, who should I make the autograph out to? To eBay? <laughs> <laughs> Little E, big Little B? Little E, big B? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, they buy the picture, and then they just, like, Photoshop themselves into it, like, pointing at them, like, hey, I'm with him. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, like, the pose I was going to have Carl Urban do with me, I didn't have the, like I said, I didn't get the opportunity to ask him, because it was just like, go, go, go. <laughs> And so, like, I got in there. So I kind of did my pose. And so, like, I sent it to uh, – I put it up on my Facebook, and, like, some of my friends, like, and a couple coworkers saw it. And, like, one of my coworkers was like, it looks like you're with a cardboard cutout. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you, madam? He's like, I'm a sir. <laughs> like, I, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, I that's the one thing about the the celebrity photos that I don't I you know cuz they get paid a lot of money in the movies and shit anyway. It's like why are they charging that much I mean that much money for people who already had to spend like 
especially if you do a three day pass, it's like eighty five dollars. Uh, it's like so I spend eighty five, and then I have to spend an additional sixty just to get a photo and an autograph from you. And then for some people, that's like their entire budget for yep. you. Emerald City, or any con. Some of them like totally worth it. Like we got uh, me and my wife got a photo with uh, Alan Tudyk, um, and that man is so <laughs> awesome. He is so nice. Like he made sure he took the time with every single person who came in to shake their hand and say hello. Um, and if they wanted to pose, you know, like they could ask him, and he's, oh yeah, sure. Um, like he was so nice. He seems like a really on-board kind of guy. Well, and, like, my wife went to his panel um, while I was waiting for Carl Urban. And so <laughs> she went to his panel, and um, it's kind of something that him and Nathan Fillion do, where uh, whenever they do panels, uh, they bring literally what they call a bag of crap. And it's that's all it is. It's just a bag of random shit that they, like, found in their house. And so, like, uh, what he was doing at his panel is when people were coming up to ask questions – Every person who asked a question, he would, like, pick something up out of his, like, bag of uh, of crap, he'd sign it, and he'd give it to them. Like, there you go. And, like, just super awesome. That's adorable. (laughs) Um, And incredibly hilarious. Uh, I did hear of a case. There was uh, this big guy um, who was – I don't remember what he was dressed as, um, uh, but he was, like, just this big, huge black guy. And he comes in there, and he's, like – two heads higher than, than, uh, Alan Tudyk and Alan Tudyk's like, God, you are big. <laughs> and he's just like, and, and the guy was just like, yeah. He, he, and he was just like, like, you want to do any kind of like cool pose or anything? And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. And he goes, how about you, you hold me like a giant baby. <laughs> and so he did like, he, it's a, like the guy totally got a picture with Alan Tudyk, like, like swept up in his arms and like holding him. And he's got this really great look on his face. Like I saw the picture and I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's hilarious. That's so great. <laughs> especially, I, yeah. I especially love the, the celebrities that take the time that really they, they get into it and they're, they're on board with what people want to do because I mean, especially like a guy like Alan Tudyk, who, if you just watch any YouTube video with him, he clearly has like one of the best senses of humor. Yeah possible like him and nathan fillion i've seen clips of them showing up at conventions together like i'm on the phone with alan it's like oh oh you're here oh (laughs) so i i always appreciate when the celebrities get involved uh, because they don't necessarily have to yeah Uh, they're there to essentially be adored Uh, (laughs) whereas you see like the the people on the floor like a lot of the artists and the writers what genuinely gets me sometimes is that they they don't have any real barometer of of who their fans are sometimes Mm -hmm. like uh last year when i met uh james asmus and uh uh, jim festante when they were trying to uh, get bram and ben the end times of uh, bram and ben going and off the ground and everything they were genuinely shocked by the amount of people who came up to them and were like, I love this comic. It's so great because I just don't think that they, they see that in terms of the numbers they, uh, or, or the fans sometimes like they just don't have an idea sometimes of how many people enjoy their work, their work. Um, And I, I I think Curtis Weeby was even saying that because rat Queens has become such a phenomena amongst comic book readers especially like female comic book readers too because obviously it kicks ass um 
and uh, and I think that he wrote a blog post about it too, where he was just kind of like, it just gives you a greater appreciation of the work you're doing when you see the fan base come out and how dedicated they are to to something that's very very new in, um, in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Rat Queen social club that I was going to go to, and then my stupid lower back and feet decided that they had had enough for two days. <laughs> and I was like, no, you will not be walking anymore. You will be going home, and you will be sleeping. <laughs> Shut up, buddy. So I, I know. I was like, no, I, I'm the dictator. I have control. And they're like, no, we took a vote. You're out. <laughs> it was a democracy. The democracy of my body curse you, damn government. Uh, so I didn't get to go to that. Um, but uh, from what I heard, it was really awesome. And I still got swag because I bought a ticket to it. So Curtis Weavey was just like, I have a bag of stuff for you. I'm like, I will take that bag of stuff. I love stuff. <laughs> I love stuff. <laughs> oh. And there was also uh, a friend of mine went to the Carol Corps uh, celebration that was happening at the Museum of Flight, which is Awesome. And for those who don't know what the Carol Corps is, it's uh, the uh, Captain Marvel uh, fan base, the Carol Danvers uh, Corps of fans, and also now the Kamala Corps because of uh, Ms. Marvel. And so they decided to celebrate at uh, Seattle's Museum of Flight, which has tons of airplanes, and they have a World War II and World War I exhibit. I should know. I worked on them. Uh, <laughs> Got to walk into the museum and sit amongst, like, you know, uh, spitfires and everything and be like, this is awesome. Uh, so then they got to, like, mingle with Kelly Sue and, and G. Willow Wilson and all all these people and then just, you know, access to the museum. And, and a friend of mine who went was telling me that he had his vaporizer with him because it's legal now in Washington. Um, and was like, he was getting high in one of the planes. And he just kept thinking that, uh, uh, like, one of the guards is going to come over and be like, uh, sir, you really need to get out. I was like, no, dude, I'm flying right now. <laughs> I'm flying high. <laughs> so I, I I really liked all the, um, the different events that were going on around the con, like, outside of it. Like, there was the um, Welcome to Night Vale and Thrilling Adventure Hour crossover podcast that happened at the Moore Theater which I heard was amazing and uh, couldn't go because it conflicted with other things. But I got to see the, uh, they did a late night showing of, they did like a mini episode of Welcome to Night Vale with people from Thrilling Adventure. And so you got to hear like Cecil Baldwin and be like, oh my God, Cecil. Uh, And then they screened the uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, was it? movie basically they filmed one of their shows because it's uh, a podcast that records in a theater in LA so no one really gets to see it live all the time so you get to see the the film that was uh, funded by Kickstarter and it was really cool to watch that and get to meet the stars I met at least three of the voice actors so all around awesomeness (laughs) I'm always happy when I go to Emerald City (laughs) Well, I can't contain it. <laughs> and now it's over. I know. Shut up. <laughs> we wait till next year. And it's and the weird thing is that being press for it doesn't really change how the con is. 
it's just more or less I could have gone up to someone and been like, hey, can I do an interview with you right now? <laughs> like, that was the extent of what my access was as press. Oh, which uh, I pre- when I used press, I, I got a better entrance, but that was about it. Yeah, I, I assumed I might get certain, like, uh, I mean, not like discounts or anything, but just like, oh, you get to get in a little bit earlier. Nah, they're just like, this just affords you the ability to walk up to people and, you know, actually talk to them instead of bothering them. You would have abused that power so bad. <laughs> I, I did sort of with the um, the Thrilling Adventure Hour people because they were doing um, an interview for there was like a flip TV thing. So Emerald City was recording a lot of the panels and then doing like on-site interviews. And they were doing that with uh, Mark Gagliardi, Hal Lublin, and Annie Savage from Thrilling Adventure Hour. And so I just kind of stand was standing there behind the camera watching them, made sure it was okay that I could do that. And then when they were done, I just kind of went up to them and was like, Hi, I'm Sam from Word of the Nerd. Can I talk to you for a second? I'm a big fan. Want to come on the podcast? Okay, talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Half that sounded like a Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) I'll do part of it just singing Rainbow Connection. Hello, I'm Sam from Word of the Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Hi-ho, I am Sam from Word of the Nerd. (laughs) Kermit the Frog here. (laughs) Oh my. JP's gonna have so much fun oh, with this. JP, love ya, buddy. So enjoy this. <laughs> edit it together. Will you edit this out? Probably not. No, it's okay. We just need to say that we love him. Keep it in. Keep it. <laughs> so, favorite um, cosplay? Oh. Ooh. James, do you have one? Galactus was good. Yeah, I saw the Galactus too. Um, oh. Like this guy had this awesome Galactus outfit, and he had done like a little like paper mache Earth, but it was like really well done. Like it looked really nice, and then mm-hmm. he even had like a little silver surfer like on so a wire cute. off his shoulder. Like it was awesome. I was just like, I love that guy right there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's like the the dedication that some of these people have to their costumes. You're like, I don't know when you started that, but you are so awesome for doing it. Um, I saw the Power Rangers, like, they had all Power Rangers, uh, at one point. I got a picture, I I have a picture of them, and, um, that was, I mean, I know that there's a lot of Power Ranger costumes out there, but it was just kind of cool to see, like, the original lineup, including the Green Lantern. Green Lantern? Frick, what the hell? Geek cred removed. Oh, (laughs) Green Ranger? Yeah, I all the sadness in that moment. I know. Well, there's green everything, like except for Arrow. He's not green apparently in the show. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Arrow. Arrow. It's one word, like Madonna. I know. <laughs> like they touched on that in one episode where they're just like, "I should have a different name," and I was like, "Green Arrow," and then like <laughs> they just dropped it, and I was like, "Why? Why would you do that to me?" They're still referring to him as the vigilante. Why? No, the Arrow. Is it, are they calling him Arrow now? Not Arrow, the Arrow. Oh, that's the, even worse. There's no other arrows. Tahi Arrow. Tahi Arrow. He was awesome. He really was. I enjoyed his uh, his panel, but. Well, Sean has a connection to Stephen Amell. <laughs> Don't you, Sean? Do. <laughs> nice. Stephen Amell's uh, um, parents are my godparents. What? 
<laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> they were, uh, <clears throat> we were next door neighbors growing up. Wow. I was much younger than he was, but him and my brother were friends growing up. <clears throat> Sweet. I tried to uh, request an interview with him, but he was only there for one day, and that that got um, uh, filled up quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, we were we were on that, we, we went to that panel, um, and when we got into it because we cheated. Um, <laughs> we didn't know that... Um, cheater, cheater, dirty cheater. <laughs> I had messaged a friend uh, who he... He does, uh, like, he goes to, like, um, uh, all of the Penny Arcade Expos. Like, the company he works for does a lot of the filming um, for a lot of the events and stuff. And so he, this was, like, I'm not filming for once in my life. I'm at a con of some kind and not filming something. Um, And so he went to the Empire Strikes Back some more panel, which uh, I caught, like, the last, I don't know, like, third of it and even that last third was hilarious uh nancy cartwright bill farmer william sawyers andrea libman jeremy shotta Cree summer um they even had uh mr dimaggio uh he showed up John as like, a special guest and uh it was just hilarious like every time they've done those scripts it's so funny um, yeah, uh, yeah. For those who don't, for those who don't know, uh, when the last couple of years when uh, ECC started, did I forget to see? I don't care. Um, when they started uh, bringing in voice actors to the convention, they did uh, started doing um, pieces of Star Wars with the voice actors doing their their like most well known characters in place of the uh, the dial. Oh my god, it's so good too. There's nothing like hearing. Um... Like Ren and Stimpy or um, Foxy <laughs> Brown or whatever. Like, oh my God, it was just so good. Um, but yeah, so like we snuck in on that panel because we didn't know it was in the main hall, which is where Stephen Amell's uh, panel was going to be, was in the main hall right after that. So like we showed up and they had filled the Empire Strikes Back and we're and they're like, we we have some seating somewhere. Like we're just looking. And I was like, all right, cool. And they found two seats for me and my wife. And, uh, and yeah, we hopped in there and then they're like, we're not clearing the room after. So if you get a seat and you want to watch Stephen Amell, like just stay where you are. And I was like, I'll do that. Yes. Is he going to be taking his shirt off? But, <laughs> you know, like it was so funny because like, it was like one of the first comments too. It was like, so he comes out and, you know, crowd goes wild and every, and then everybody calms down and he's just like, so, uh, how's it going? Uh, it's really nice to be here. And then, yeah, some dude like in the back, just like, take your shirt off. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was so funny. Like some gal asked him a question in regards to the salmon ladder too. And she was just like, so the, uh, the, uh, the thingy, the, the, like the fish, the fish thing. And he goes, okay. So, um, previously I had some lady, uh, asked me at another, uh, event I went to, um, about the um, the guppy ladder, um, it's called the salmon ladder. Just so you know that, <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone take note. Uh, but yeah, no, he was like super cool. Answered a lot of questions. Um, like he's really dedicated to the franchise. Like he went and did the homework. Like he read the comics, and so that's something he always looks for. Like when they read scripts and and whatnot, is um, how much of this like portrays to the comics and from what he's read to the comics, how can he introduce those pieces into the character and things like that? So how does he feel about Ravager then? 
Hmm. <laughs> um, somebody did ask him uh, in regards to, uh, have you gotten a call about being Green Arrow for the uh, the Justice League movie? Oh, Lord. <laughs> he was just like, well, um, I've expressed my interest, uh, but he goes, like, nobody has said anything to me. Um, but he's like, like, it, it would make me so, like, furiously angry if they cast somebody else, because, like, I really feel like the Green Arrow role is mine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if they did, like, that's that's ultimately their choice. You know, they're they're allowing us, you know, a lot of liberties in season two. Because um, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of this, but, like, all of season one, they were like, no superpowers. Yeah. You're not doing any superpowers. Yeah, very um, dark. <laughs> and he was like, we got, like, three episodes <laughs> into season two. And we had a meeting with the producers. And so they're like, so you know how we were like, no superpowers? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> So here's the Flash, yep. and uh, <laughs> exactly. So meet Barry Allen. Yeah, and like people were asking him like questions. Like people were really like like so like what's gonna happen with the Flash? Like is is the Flash gonna make like a, an appearance back on the show? Like after they start that up? And like they were asking him all these questions that yeah like either he knows or is completely like no idea. Like I just I just shoot arrows. That's all I do. And parkour. 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 Um They're like, Steven, you really need to stop saying it like that. He's like, What? That's how I say everything. <laughs> I was gonna go see him at Fan Expo, but I just didn't have the cash to get up there, so I was just like, uh, this is cool. <laughs> well it was should have been like, Steven, help a brother out. Because when he showed up, uh so he gets there and he's like, So, um I I'm, I just, uh, got here. Like, he's like, so I finished filming at like 4am this morning. Hmm. And then I basically had to like come straight here. Like right after he's like, like I almost didn't change out of the arrow costume. And he was just like, and I kind of feel like I should have just shown up in the arrow costume. And I was just like, Oh, what have it's so worth it. <laughs> it's like, do you imagine the uproar of fans that would have been like, ah, it's, it's, it's like, it's like kind of like when, when Loki, when Tom Hiddleston uh, dressed up as Loki at, uh, at uh, San Diego or whatever, like people just go ape shit for that kind of stuff. It's like, just do it. Everyone will love you and worship you as a God. Like, if you want to immediately increase ratings for your show, do that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show up and have, like, the voice modulator somehow working wherever that thing actually is on the goddamn. Right. You have failed this city. Like, oh, oh my, my God. God. If they did, like, they just doubt the lights went down and then it was, like, spotlight. That's so good. I'm going to set this up for him. Now, Stephen Amell, if you're listening, I will plan and coordinate your entrance. Let's <laughs> do this. We'll fly you in from Vancouver thusly. And then electronics, explosions, pyrotechnics. You're lowered in via a harness and it's completely safe, I'm sure. Uh pyrotechnics, explosions everywhere. Dig comes in, he's like, Ollie, we need you. And Felicity's like, Ollie, get over here and you're like, I have to save Starling City. You just fire real arrows into the crowd randomly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, isn't that dangerous? Extremely. Oh, my God. It was so great because somebody asked him, they're like, so, like, what kind of caliber of an archer would you say you are? And he goes, I would say my form is amazing. 
he goes, but I have never fired a real arrow on set. He's like, like, like guns, you can use blanks, you can add muzzle flashes, like in the after effects, like he goes, you know, like you can do really cool things with guns. He goes, arrows, there is no safe way to shoot any kind of arrow on a set. Like you can't do it. He goes, so you I have projectile weapon. <laughs> Like projectile weapons that are made largely of wood or metal are hard to replicate. <laughs> I guess a lot of it's like like it's an arrow that's attached to the bow. Like it doesn't even matter if he releases, it's never gonna go anywhere. And I was like, like how derpy do you have to feel like at any point in time where you're like shun, thun, and like it just like smacks you in the back of the hand. Like <laughs> I would love to see the blooper reel on that. <laughs> Because I know for Lord of the Rings with um, with Legolas, they actually just had Orlando Bloom mime that he was shooting arrows and then added them in in post. What? Like, yeah, that's they they actually show in the footage he's miming shooting the arrows, and then uh, it's the same with um, Chris Evans in Captain America. Sometimes the shield is not really there; he's pretending to throw it and then catching. He it. throws fake shields like a badass. Yeah, like you just watch it, you're like. It really looks like he's just caught a shield, man. He's good at miming. <laughs> Acting. Like, he's a, partially good at miming things. <laughs> he's an American treasure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, we're at about an hour of rambling, uh, notwithstanding how we started this thing off. So <laughs> I think we're probably at a good enough time for JP to – you know, cobble this thing together or whatever. Hi, JP. Hi, JP. Good luck with this. Love you, buddy. Bye. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, James, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, Emerald City that you liked, that uh, maybe problems you might have had, because criticisms are always welcomed as well? Uh, no, um, I didn't have any problems. Like uh, like you said, I mean, as far as, like, general spectators, like, everybody was super cool. Um there there were like a couple of artists that I felt like I was kind of at a carnival with like felt like they were really trying to like like really sell their art like they were oh yeah really hard like there was one guy he had some beautiful work um and he's just like like standard print no color 25 bucks and I was just like okay cool and he goes you want to add color more money he goes so I color in the eyes another 10 bucks it's 35 bucks you want me to color the shoulders on this bane picture he goes I'll add 15 bucks. And like, he just keeps like going. He's like firing numbers. And I'm like, okay. And he goes full color print four grand. And I was like, wow. And I'm out. Like that's, that's where I have to leave you now. Oh my God. But I did buy some artwork from a Jamie Tyndall. Um, Mm -hmm. Guy is a phenomenal artist. Um, I, I, I found his artwork online and was really taken with it and like had, had made it like desktop backgrounds. And I was like, this guy's phenomenal. Um, and then met him um, like super cool guy. Um, and his artwork is incredible. I highly encourage anybody who's not familiar, like definitely check him out. Um, and so we got some artwork from him. Um, I mean, the floor in general is kind of, for my first time was really kind of confusing. Like it was really hard to like map out where I was. And like, we got like turned around and lost on multiple occasions. Oh yeah. That happened to me. I, 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 I know that the map is there and sometimes I use it, but I generally just like the first day is just me randomly wandering around aisles and be like, okay, I kind of have a sense where this is and that is. 
and you get oriented eventually, but you still manage to get lost yeah. at some point. Um, the one part I gotta say that probably like not more than Carl Urban, but I'm gonna say it's like second best. Um, that really made my whole con was uh, there's a couple of comics I follow online um, frequently. Um, one is a comic known as Looking for Group um, at lfgcomic.com, um, which is uh, written um, by Ryan Somer, and the artwork is done by Lar D'Souza. Um, really, really good stuff. Uh, hilarious. Um, if you've ever played World of Warcraft, like <laughs> you look at it and you're like, I wish this was World of Warcraft. Why can't it be this? Um, really, really funny guys. Um, and then they also uh, write another comic called Least I Could Do, um, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, and that's a daily comic. But uh, I bought one of their books and like had them sign some stuff. And I met uh, both uh, Somer and Lar and uh, super great. The best part of the whole experience meeting them was um, they have these stickers for a character um, that's a warlock in Looking for Group named Richard, um, who is by far the funniest character out of all of them um, in that comic. And he, uh, they have these stickers of Richard, and they're called Sticky Dicks. <laughs> right? That's what they call them. They're like, you want a sticky dick? And I'm like, I don't know how to respond to that, but I'm going to say yes. Let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> um and at one point like we had like all this stuff i had the book i had the signatures and like we're kind of in and and uh somers just like you know he looks at my wife and he goes he goes did you, did you get a sticky dick and my wife is just like uh i think he did and she goes he goes but why don't you have a sticky dick you should have a sticky dick and she was like okay i i guess i'll take one then and he goes you don't have one because you're racist that's why. Huh? And I was just like, oh, my God. And so I had tweeted back. I actually tweeted them. And I was just like, you guys made my whole Comic-Con when you called my wife a racist. Like, that was just picture perfect. <laughs> That's so awesomely awkward. Right? Oh, wouldn't that be the best? There, like, as, as her husband, I'm caught in that moment of, like, he called my wife a racist. Should I laugh because it's funny? Or should I defend her honor and, like, do something that would get me kicked out of the con. I'm going to laugh because it's funny. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got um, uh, I got a, a few piece, uh, pieces of artwork. Last year, I'd actually done more sketches because uh, I got more bang for my buck in terms of doing like, you know, little $5 sketches in a, in a book. Um, but this year I, I splurged a bit, uh, Tyler Jenkins, who draws Peter Panzerfest was doing, um, those, uh, you know, those comic cover things that they do now. Yeah. Uh, so he was doing those and I asked him to do one and I didn't realize how expensive it was actually going to end up being. It was $130. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know what? I work overtime occasionally and my taxes just came in and such. So I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm, this this will be my like big splurge item and uh, it it was worth it. I mean, you I mean, Sean, you read Peter Panzerfest. His artwork is gorgeous. Yeah, so amazing. I love that. Totally work. He did um Julian and Tiger Lily on uh on the cover for me. Uh, so totally worth it. And uh, I got a sketch from Aaron Diaz who draws a uh, Dresden Kodak, uh, which is also a really great uh, web comic that people should check out and talk to him about dinosaurs and Batman like you do. <laughs> um, 
And, uh, yeah, and also talk to Claire Hemmel, who um, a lot of people might know as the lady who she basically does the Disney <laughs> princesses. Whoa, Sorry. bless you. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, my ears. Uh, she does the Disney princesses in the, like, as close to period costume as possible. Yeah. So her her art is gorgeous, and she's actually from Washington. She's from Redmond. She works for, like, Microsoft or whatever, but does – um. Uh, character design and layouts and everything on the side so she's fun and she said she would come on the podcast at some point too so i was shilling this podcast like you would not believe i got commitments from a lot of people so i'm hoping that they they stay true to that that would make it so totally not have worth it (laughs) not true i enjoyed meeting all of them um but yeah that there's just so much stuff going on. I I always feel like I never did enough or everything that I could have when I go to Emerald City. It's just like I didn't I didn't go to enough panels. I didn't meet enough new people. I didn't talk to enough people I already know. Oh shit! I'm I don't know anyone. Oh god. Um, but it's it's just like it's just three days of complete fun and friendship and joy and again awesome. It's, so we had the <laughs> best conversation about Australian Batman. Oh, that's right. We did. <laughs> oh my god! Like crikey, I am the knight. Oh, what was it? What were we talking? What was it? Oh, Fishing it was with like exploding that, batarangs. That's not a batarang. This is a batarang. <laughs> oh no, you batarang gone and boomeranged on us. <laughs> <laughs> crikey, it's a joker. So, if anybody out there, if you if you're into filming things and you want to make that film, do it. I will watch it. I'll pay money. I'll Kickstarter the shit out of it. Let's do this. <laughs> Australian Batman. I'm going to take you up on this offer. I'm going to go and throw a Batman costume on. Crocodile Batman. <laughs> Batman. Australian Batman. I want to do something really, really stupid and really dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> Get my didgeridoo, Robin. I was going to say, and then you've got to have an Australian Batman with, like, weird Australian, like, quips in there. Oh, my God, the kangaroo kid. <laughs> <laughs> he fights he the Batman. <laughs> He's a punching one, that one. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> with his cute little gloves on. Don't let that cuteness get to you, Robin. <laughs> I, would, I would like to apologize if we have any Aussie listeners. Uh, oh, all of the I don't. We're doing too. I do not apologize. I stand by my rough estimate of your accent. Uh, it's okay. Who doesn't like doing bad impressions? We're Americans. We ruin oh everything. God. It's what we do. One day there will be a podcast where we're just doing really bad voices of characters that we do. Yes, the wallaby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. Dingo really ate your baby. Well... Oh, shrimp on the Barbie is going to have so many different connotations when Aquaman's involved. Oh, <laughs> Robin, have you been telling everyone I'm gay? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, there isn't, Bruce. There isn't any Bruce. part of it that isn't funny. Like, you can keep coming up with comedic material no matter what. It's amazing. Oh, I, I just want him to be in that, that hat and the shirt. <laughs> it's definitely just the Batman with khaki shorts and a large <laughs> oh my fedora. God. Oh, uh, if you he was like the guy from Jurassic Park almost where he's like, Clever girl. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> he's just singing Waltzing Matilda. He's like, oh, amazing. 
Oh, I think that's the best joke. Stem from. <laughs> well, oh, I don't even know how we got to that point, but we were oh, we were so having talked about Australian Batman. Huh? That's how it is. You guys talked about Australian Batman at the con. Oh yeah, no, I was trying to figure out, like how no, we, we were... got to Australian Batman. Uh, yeah, we were. God, we were all over the place or whatever. We were... <laughs> but I think Australian Batman is a good note to go out. <laughs> <laughs> you can find uh, all of us on Twitter. Sean, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Sean Perot. It's my first and last name. If you need it, check the website. Please. You can figure out how to spell it. I don't actually time. know Stephen Amell. It's just a random connection. I cannot do anything for you. <laughs> He's lying. He actually personally knows him <laughs> and has been to his house wench. and sat in his hot tub. Lying <laughs> wench. I know nothing. <laughs> seriously, don't. Right. No, no, no. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> James, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, I'm at Reviews. Yay! And you can find me at darling underscore Sammy. And uh, we're also... Don't don't believe it. I am adorable. (laughs) I've been told on many occasions that I'm adorable and charming. (laughs) Charming and adorable, you say? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Mr. Johnny Come Lately. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently not drunk right now. Yeah, shoot. I know. It would be so much better if I had a drink in my hand, um, which is not a cry for help. <laughs> Don't drink, kids. <laughs> Don't do this all the time. And then go to the shower and play the songs from the crying game. And <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a deep cut. <laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> all right. So, yes, thank you. What was just the podcast of, by the way? Including our ECC wrap up yay say goodnight everybody goodnight night night.